What's up, guys? Rick here with your betting and one and done preview for this week's CJ Cup, a week that I'm very excited about because I will be out on the golf course on Tuesday to find out what the heck is going on. This is a course at the Summit Club we've never seen before. It's only a couple of years old, so I'm excited to get out there, hopefully provide some intel to you guys. So this is a critical week. Uh, to follow me on Twitter, at Rick Rudgood, and to follow along on the live chat on Wednesday. That's 3 p.m. Eastern Time on the Rick Rudgood YouTube channel because I hope to have a lot of insight uh, both places there. Here's what we're going to do. We're going to talk about outright bets. We're going to talk about matchups, and then we are going to look at one-and-done options if you are in a one-and-done at this point in the season. Let's not waste any more time. Let's get into it. This is the tournament predictor tool on rickrungood.com. This has simulated the event 1,000 times, and it has produced results. And then it takes those results, and it compares them to the odds that are currently available at five different major sportsbooks to see what is a good value. And there are three golfers who won my simulation at least 8% of the time. One, the highest, the highest rate, 8.5% of the time, Colin Morikawa, 8.2%, Xander Shoffley, 8%, Dustin Johnson. There is certainly going to be a lot of narrative around Colin Morikawa this week, having the uh, the membership at Summit Club. I'm kind of indifferent to that. I think there are pros to it. I think there are cons to it. The argument for betting Morikawa outside of that is he's just really good at golf, right? Like he's just really good at golf. I, I've, I've said this countless times. If if you have been blindly betting Colin Morikawa over the course of his career, you are probably up a lot of money. Uh, also, just uh, you might continue to be because he's he's still sitting there 16 to 1, 17 to 1, depending at some of these places. I think if we go a couple more weeks without a win, you're going to see him in the 20s, then you'll eventually see him in the 30s, right? It's just, it's crazy. Uh, there always seems to be someone else sucking up the oxygen from Morikawa. So across the board, thanks to the tournament predictor, uh, Morikawa probably a value. The best value, of course, coming from FanDuel. He's 17 to 1 there, but at Caesars, at DraftKings, at BetMGM, 16 to 1 there, all of those good values. The guy that I'm actually more partial to, uh, well, I, let me clarify this. Colin Morikawa will probably not make my DFS lineups just because I imagine he's going to be 25, 30 to 35% owned. If he, you know, if he finishes T13, that's probably not good enough. Um, however, he might, Morikawa might make my betting card, right? Because it doesn't matter what the rest of the industry is doing as long as they're not moving the line, right? I don't really care how many other people are betting on Colin Morikawa. So Xander is um, someone I'm much more partial to for DFS purposes and maybe less partial to in the actual outright betting market. But <clears throat> I understand the the ob- uh, you know positive sentiment, obviously, for someone who's completely in control of his game, for someone who also lives in Las Vegas, um, you know, for someone who it's weird, you know, there's this really weird dynamic. Xander's been on a great stretch of golf, right? Part of the winning Ryder Cup team. He won the Olympics, yet a lot of his peers are are, are piling up PGA Tour victories, and that's not something he's necessarily been doing. So I, I do think there is a little extra motivation there. Dustin Johnson is the other other guy over 8% owned. Um or excuse me, winning my simulation over or 8% of the time exactly, which you got to be careful here because he that is right about on the implied odds for 
basically every book. In fact, at DraftKings, he's 10 to 1. Probably don't want to bet it there. Um, he does not win my simulation often enough to beat the implied odds, that rate. At 12 to 1, he is a, a tiny little positive value, like right? 1.04, uh, which is a tiny little positive. So that's 12 to 1 at BetMGM, 12 to 1 at Caesars, 12 to 1 at PointsBet, FanDuel 11 to 1, still not there. So if you can get DJ at 12 to 1 or longer, you are gaining a bit of positive expectation, not nearly as much as some of the other guys that you're seeing on this list. So probably not going to sprint to the book to get to get Dustin Johnson, but there is a little bit of value there if you get the right number. So then I'll wrap up the the results here with, um, you know, Jordan Spieth is interesting. Spieth won 7.1% of my simulations, the fourth highest rate. He's 20 to 1 at DraftKings, 22 to 1 at Caesars. He's a value across the board. I'm excited to get out on the course. I think that there is a path to uh, poor drivers having success here uh, because it is, from all indications, wide open off the tee. Not as much uh, penalty if you if you miss, uh, and that would help guys that are normally erratic with the driver, normally getting themselves in bad situations. You're probably not going to see a whole lot of rough here, so I, I want to get out on the golf course. But there's a chance that I will really that I will find a way to bet uh, Jordan Spieth or just like kind of some of these other guys that are more erratic off the tee. Uh, the 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 hard pivot to kind of my my personal opinion here, uh, Victor Hovland at twenty eight to one, absolute joke. We're, we're gonna have to just bet Victor Hovland here, right? I mean, he was last week one of, uh, if not the, I mean, no, he was he was the best ball striker on the planet last week. He gained over five strokes off the tee, another five on approach, and he lost nine around the greens. That's not gonna happen again. Um, that's by far the worst around the green performance of his career. Even if he only loses. Three around the greens, you're talking about a completely different situation. Lose three around the greens, gain two putting, and we might be saying Victor Hovland wins the golf tournament or finishes, you know, second or third because Sungjae did win by four shots. But the 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 blueprint is here for Victor Hovland. Um, obviously, a much more difficult field. We get a better number on him. I'm happy to go back 28 to one at Caesars, 28 to one at DraftKings. There will be an argument to be made about Brooks Kepka anytime that there is a three next to his name, thirty to one, which is what you're getting at points bet. You should bet him. I'm not. I'm. I'm. I'm not going to argue that. So where I'm at with my card at the moment, <clears throat> it's, uh, Victor Hovland, one thousand percent on my card. Uh, likely it'll be Morikawa instead of Xander here. Although Xander will be a, a, a primary focus in my DFS lineup, so it'll, my card will probably look like Morikawa Hovland. I will think about Brooks. Uh, the way that I do this, I've got you know only so many o- only so many bullets I can fire, and I kind of want to live near the top of the board here because historically, at events like this, at WGC events, the uh, the cream rises to the top when you're guaranteed four rounds, things like that. So so I'll have to make a decision on Brooks. A little bit further, the only place that I would be willing to go, I, I'm somewhat interested in. Uh, both these guys right here uh, winning just below 2% of the time in my simulation, which is actually not enough compared to their odds, but uh, I'm still interested. Kokrak and Jason Kokrak and Harris English. You know, they are 
Harris English lost six strokes putting in two rounds last week. That's not going to happen again. Uh, Jason Kokrak missed the cut shooting. He was four under. Uh, gained strokes on approach. You could throw Webb Simpson into that category. These three guys, Kokrak, English, Simpson, I think they are good uh, bounce back by low candidates with legitimate winning equity, which if you go further, I think you start running out of that legitimate win equity. So those are three names I've circled. I have not decided on how I'm going to actually roll those guys out yet. I probably rank them English, Coke, Rack, Simpson, one, two, and three, uh, and we'll keep an eye on it. Further down the board, I've mentioned Aaron Wise and Alex Noren uh, a lot this week. Again, probably better for DFS purposes. I will say this. Um, I don't think a guy at 130 to one is going to win, but Cam Davis uh, is incredibly interesting to me. Not only are you getting him at twice the odds of other guys that I like, you know, Alex, Alex Noren, Aaron Wise, but he is uh, a winner recently, right? He's won in the last six months, won at Rocket Mortgage. Detroit, why was Detroit Golf Club perfect for Cam Davis? Because you could hit it far and not worry about where it was going to go. That might be what we have this week at Summit Club. Now, obviously, a field that is head and shoulders deeper than it was at the Rocket Mortgage, but 130 to 1 you've got my full attention for guaranteed rounds. He played well on Sunday at Summerlin. So again, just to recap, my card at the moment is certainly going to be uh, Hovland, Cam Davis, and probably Colin Morikawa. And then I will fill that out with um, probably two of Brooks, Coke Rack, English, and Simpson. Probably two of them. I won't be able to get all of them onto my card. Hey guys, real quick, not sure if you heard, but Caesars bought William Hill and they have now rebranded the William Hill Sportsbook as Caesars Sportsbook. And because of this, they're going absolutely bonkers outside their mind with promotions. And the big one is that they're offering $5,000 in free bets. That is not uh, an exaggeration. You did not mishear me. $5,000. It's the highest I've ever seen. It is uh, by far, I'm sure, the highest any book has offered since gambling has become legalized state by state. It's it's absolutely nuts. You don't have to use it for golf. You can use it for whatever. Go to rickrungood.com slash bets. See if it's available in your state. I'll keep you updated as more states roll out. I know there's a couple coming uh, on the horizon here, but my goodness, it is uh, something you should definitely be taking advantage of, of, of if you have not yet. Let's turn our attention to matchups. And I find this fascinating. First of all, DraftKings has Dustin Johnson in a bunch of different matchups. Let's just run through these. And I think that before I before I throw these all up, and let me change this since the start of 2021. That's usually a time frame that I like to go with. Um, I have a feeling that the model, so what you're looking at right now, the head-to-head matchup tool on rickrungood.com, it looks at... Um, you know, the, the, the running strokes gains for any two golfers you put in any time period and it pumps out the likelihood that one wins over another. I I'm, I'm almost certain Dustin Johnson is going to be a dog to basically everyone here. He has not had a good year. It took, you know, one Ryder cup, uh, to get him back to the top of betting boards. I'm, I'm going to imagine he is, uh, a dog in all of these. So let's see. So first one is Dustin Johnson versus Rory McIlroy. Uh, I have, well, 
There you go. I'm wrong. <laughs> Immediately wrong out of the gate. Okay. I have Dustin Johnson winning this 56% of the time, minus 130. He is minus 120 at DraftKings. So uh, a lean towards DJ, probably not big enough to bet it. The other ones are Xander. So Dustin Johnson versus Xander Shoffley. Uh, again, oh, am I just the worst at this? DJ is a favorite here as well. Minus 118. Um, which again, he's minus 110 at DraftKings, so a small lean, probably not big enough to bet it. And then the final one is Justin Thomas. There you go. Justin Thomas is the favorite here. So, okay, I have JT winning this 56% of the time. He's actually minus 105 to DJ's minus 115, so there is a bet here. Justin Thomas over Dustin Johnson. You know, that's interesting to me because... um, Oh boy, the way that the way that DJ's been putting, I think, is certainly underrated. Um, but the results haven't been there. But still, I guess he's gaining enough strokes. Interesting. Okay. Oh, this is a good one. Couple of buddies here. Gooch versus Homa, and Gooch has been really, really good. He's actually the favorite here, minus one fifteen over Max Homa, who's minus one hundred five at DraftKings. Uh, I have Homa winning it 52% of the time, very close, minus 110. That is probably a no bet. Let's find, this one's interesting as well, Hovland versus Sungjae. Sungjae dealing with everything that comes after the victory, but doesn't even have to fly to another city, gets to stay in town. Sungjae, nope, not Sung Kang, there we go. 54% in favor of Victor Hovland, 45% in favor of... Sung JM, you probably can't bet either side of this because Hovland's minus 125. I have him at minus 119. Sung J is plus 105. I have him at plus 119. So you can't bet either side of that. Let's find one more before we talk about one and done. Ooh. Um, I want to get guys that have a lot of rounds on here. This one's kind of interesting. Cameron Tringale. These, these are the types of ones that you make money on. It's not the stars, right? Tringale versus Adam Scott. I have, okay, I have Scott winning this 53% of the time, minus 115. He's plus 100. Cameron Tringale at DraftKings is minus 120, and I have him as the dog here. So I think the two bets we found were Justin Thomas over Dustin Johnson and Adam Scott over Cameron Tringale. Those would be the areas that I would go to. Let's talk one and done quickly. I know a lot of you, um, actually, I, actually, I know a lot of you are still in one and dones. Like, I know we're in the swing season, and most of them are going to start in January, but the amount of messages I get, the amount of tweets I get, I know a lot of you are still playing one and dones. It's kind of an interesting week. It's a tough week because you have a full, or not a full field, but a stack, just a stacked field uh, with a, a pretty decent prize pool, right? Four guaranteed rounds, so you're going to get money one way or another. But I know, I know a lot of the sentiment is uh, don't burn uh, one of these studs this early in the season, but one of these studs is probably going to win. So it's a very interesting dynamic to have an event like this, what, as the fourth event of the season. I'm personally, so I do, you know, I do work for Golf Digest. I'm part of their uh, expert picks panel. So I, you know, I submit uh, like a one and done every single week. And I settled on Louis Oosthuizen. And that might be dumb, but my my reasoning is um, Louis Last week was third in the field from tee to green, quietly finished inside the top 15, didn't putt well. He's one of the best putters out there. I think that he finally figures out the flat stick. There is also not a situation that I'm saving Louie for. You could, like, ideally, you'd play Louie at a major championship. 
and you'd get like a second or a third place finish for him. But are you really going to bite the bullet and pull the trigger on Louis Oosthuizen at a major championship this year when you have access to every single golfer out there and there's only four of them this season instead of six? Are you really going to pull the trigger on Louis Oosthuizen? It's like in fantasy football where you have this guy on your roster or you know on your, on your bench that you're, you are excited to have and you're not willing to cut him, but you're never going to play him, right? He's like your fourth wide receiver. I don't know. You're just never comfortable playing him even though you like him. What's the point of even having him if you're not going to ever play him? So what's the point of saving Louie if you're never going to use him at a major or something like that? So I'm okay with using Louie here. Um, outside of that, um, I, 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 I would love to be sneaky and use Jordan Spieth. I don't think this is the spot. I think you're going to get him at an event in Texas that he's probably going to win like he did like Valero, right? He's like probably just win Valero again. Um, outside of that, I don't do I want to burn Victor Hovland this early? Maybe. I'm not I'm not positive about that. I'd be willing to do Oh boy. I'd be willing to do This is hard. I'm just scrolling through the list here. I'm not sure I'd be willing to do all that much. Louis to me is certainly the best option. How, how about this? Sungjae. And I know it's almost sacrilegious to play the guy the week after he won. But again, what are you saving Sung Jae for? Are you saving him for a more difficult event? He just showed us he can win an event at 24 under par. Uh, he's clearly playing well, obviously. Was by far the best player in the field last week. Doesn't have to travel, right? We don't Normally, that's part of the thing. When you, when you win a golf tournament... You've got to do post round media. You've got to do. You got to go sign a hundred posters, right? That they give out to sponsors and volunteers and all that stuff, or they raffle off. You got to go do all that stuff. Um, you got to catch a flight. Then you got to go to your new city. You got to do media in your new city, and then you've got like it's just a lot of that doesn't matter this week because he stayed in Las Vegas. He was at Korean barbecue last night, right? Like he, it's all good. It's all good. You don't have to leave. He's the best player. So this is a really awkward tournament. Um, Louis my my one option. Sungjae's a sneaky two option, and if Sungjae gets you a top five, you're probably thrilled with the with the with the with the payout. So, I don't know. You tell me. Tweet me at Rick Rungood. Leave a comment below who you would play in one and done this week. Really awkward timing for this event right out of the gate. Um, otherwise, make sure you follow me on Twitter because I will be at Summit Club this week, and I cannot wait. Best of luck this week. I'll talk to you guys soon.